Hi, I'm Hannah. And Don. And this is our nostalgic deep dive into Dustbin Baby. Before we start, we just want to give a content warning for child abuse, discussions of mental health, self-harm and suicide. If this episode isn't for you, we'll be bringing out plenty more episodes on Jacqueline Wilson's books that you can have a listen to once they're out. We're back. We're back. Too. And if you've clicked on this episode and you're thinking, this is really short. <laughs> <laughs> no. We may have um, messed up a bit on the chapters. Yeah, so we when we don't have a physical copy of the book, we get the books from a website called Book School. I don't know if I can like advertise it, but I'm going to because like the, the versions of the books on there are pretty good and I have most of Jacqueline Wilson's books that you can just read as like like yeah. on the website. And they store their books into chapters, but the two last chapters of Dustin Baby were actually the first two chapters of my sister Jodie. So it looked like there was thirteen chapters. There was actually eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so we only have four chapters. <laughs> oh my god, did you realise it was only four? <laughs> so um God knows how short this is gonna be. Yeah. But we'll try. We'll try to beef it out a bit with like maybe we can talk about certain things more than we usually get to. Yeah, I was th- I was thinking though, like we literally if if either of us had noticed, we could have done just one yeah. episode. Um but yeah, we, we could give it a go. I have got a couple of things to talk about before yeah. we start. The first thing, um, which I feel like is important to mention, it's got absolutely nothing to do with just being baby <laughs> at all, is the latest kind of um, piece of art from the Jacqueline Wilson universe, which is the new Tracy Beaver yeah. series that came out a couple of weeks ago. Have no, I haven't it? seen it yet. I haven't seen it, but obviously I'm going to do a review on it. I feel like we should we should definitely talk about it because, oh my God, I don't think I've ever is it good? so much. <laughs> it's, 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 I don't even... Nostalgia yeah. is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. The story, plot, characters, acting, it was weird. I've seen one scene on TikTok and it... (laughs) I was a bit like, wait, what is going on? It was like, Tracy, like, like, bloody having a fight with Justine Little. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Based on a book, though. It's based on a new Tracy Baker book that came out a couple of years ago. And you can t- you can really tell because there's yeah. a shit man in it. There's um, obviously Tracy Baker's in it. You've got a daughter who is very imaginative and shy and geeky and smart, <laughs> of course. And then obviously we've got all the characters that we know and love so well. We've got Cam. Cam's an absolute <laughs> babe in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did enjoy <laughs> it. We always thought that we were gonna. Once we'd finished the books, go on to the series and like the films based on the books. Like there's a film with the dustbin yeah. baby, and kind of talk about that. So I don't know whether it would be better to like watch the Tracy Baker stuff in yeah. order. But yeah, I, I would recommend is going and watching it because I had a really good time watching it. It's only three episodes long, very funny. Some kind of so there's some yikes. <laughs> there's some yikes, but that'll be exciting to look at, especially yeah. when it's coming from like the perspective that it's been released now yeah i think someone on twitter said like this was definitely just made for adults that like tracy baker as children and you could you can yeah. tell i think because 
at times, I was watching it with my flatmates, and at times we were like, is this actually meant to be for children? <laughs> because it didn't seem very, like, it, it wasn't, like, inappropriate mm-hmm. or anything. It just wasn't, it didn't have many kids yeah. in for a start. <laughs> um, and obviously when it's about, ad, like, Tracy Beaker's, like, in her 30s mm-hmm. at this point, yeah, we were like, I don't think a kid would actually like this. I think they would think it was a bit dry yeah. and boring. But obviously, like, a daughter's the main character. But, yeah, nostalgia was, like, 100,000% there. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, God, that sounds amazing. We, we might get round to doing it one day, but we've just got to get through the books. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot to <laughs> Books are estimated to take us five years. <laughs> um. <laughs> we'll be close to, like, 26. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll literally be 30. But, and the other thing I wanted to talk about just really quickly was the fact that Boris Johnson has said that we can meet indoors at the earliest, May 17th. Which is great for us, because that means we'll be able to record together. Yeah, br- brilliant news. It just means you'll have to bear with our terrible audio quality until then. <laughs> but yeah, we should be together soon, which is good, because it's always better 100%. to record in person. Chapter 8. At Sunnybank, April continues breaking into buildings for Gina and her friends. Gina steals April some dolls. She still over her old ones being destroyed by Pearl at the last home. Another girl called Claire steals them and Gina beats her. April is eventually removed from Sunnybank because she and Gina are caught sneaking out to Burble House. In the present, she returns there to see if anyone has information about Gina and they tell her that she's now a support worker for other kids in care. They give April her address and she goes there and is reunited with Gina and her little boy. Gina tells April that she had a daughter too, but she was put into care and adopted because Gina wasn't able to look after her at the time. Regardless, she wanted her daughter to have a good life and has since changed her ways. April eats birthday cake with Gina and her son and worries that Marion is sat at home with her own birthday cake for April, waiting for her. So I think a lot of stuff that I got for good were similar kind of things that I was saying in the last part, kind of like the way she sort of presents emotions and the way she presents the sort of feelings you'd have in these sort of situations so like um she when april's saying like she arrives at sunnybank and um she's talking about how she doesn't really feel like attached to it emotionally anymore like she says she doesn't feel anything it's as if she's acting in a film it's just a wooden gate sunnybank is simply a big house maybe it's not even a children's home now which kind of like i think it's good because it you can really kind of feel how she's disconnected from that part of her life like, it's, it's not as, like, black and white as, like, every single thing that's happened to her. She feels fully and, like, emotionally. It's, like, she, there's some parts that she doesn't really feel connected to that she expected to. So I, th- I think it's quite interesting. Yeah, I do feel like April's emotions and, um, yeah, the way that she thinks is, like, probably the yeah. best part of this book. I, I don't really want to compare it to Lola Rose because they are different, but I just can't help myself comparing yeah. it to it but I, I think this one is more like plot based than Lola Rose is but it doesn't take away from the fact that like internal monologues of April are still yeah. really really good yeah I, I like all the stuff about her thoughts um this book and Lola Rose I feel like the emotions feel so much more authentic than in any other book we've looked at I think like they don't feel yeah. just very on the surface um sort of like emotions like it, the, the sad or anger angry it's it's more complex than that do you think that it's because these books deal with particularly like difficult subjects possibly i think i feel like 
because I don't know because it seems to be like kind of like feelings of isolation and abandonment where she seems to sort mm. of excel at that maybe it's the sort of theme because I guess like when like say like if we're looking at books such as like Girl Under Pressure when she's talking about eating disorders I don't feel like the emotions were fully explored and it felt a little bit on the surface so it's kind of like yeah. with some sort of what? themes she seems to excel at like showing the emotions I think no I do I agree with that um yeah it's definitely more in depth like the other part of this chapter that is really good is seeing Gina's perspective of having to yeah definitely give a child up mm-hmm. I thought that was really clever and I feel like like necessary for April to see someone yeah. else's side to it I didn't want her passed around like a parcel dumped in different children's homes like I was so I let her be adopted she's got a lovely new family now um, I thought it was for the best. She's happy now. I know she is. And I'm happy too. I went a bit crackers after I gave her up. I was in the special unit for a bit, but I got my head together. Obviously, April doesn't know what like, the yeah. situation was with her mum. But I feel like this is the first time she's had someone say, like, it was yeah. a good thing. And kind of sort of um, shows a sense of justification why sometimes being, like, sort of adopted is like a good thing if you're not obviously from april's perspective yeah exactly she's been through so much that she can only sort of see it from a negative perspective yeah exactly like her her thing was she didn't want me i was abandoned i was forgotten about i was left to die basically which i mean it's true but i don't know maybe her mom couldn't look after her or just want wanted to do right by her but then like why would you put her in a bin i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's a very yeah. complex thing isn't it, it but i just thought it was good like to see a mother's mm-hmm. perspective of it i feel like with like gina was a like a good like addition in the book because she like especially when she was described what she was like when she was younger she had like a maternal figure to um april when she was in the children's home mm-hmm. which is kind of all so it shows how, like, in that situation, April would have felt looked after, even though she knew Gina was a child. But it also kind of maybe shows the emotions behind Gina, where she sort of didn't have anyone to look after her. So the way she kind of felt better was by looking after other people. So I yeah, feel like, um, and then meeting her in real life, like, I felt like she was, like, a really good addition to the plot. Like, her character, like, wasn't just sort of one-dimensional. And, like, I'm glad that she seemed, like, happier in where she was and that, you know, she was helping out at the the children's home. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, because even, like, mm-hmm. she was the leader of the gang. It wasn't, like, it was just April she was looking after. Like, she had the whole group of friends that she was yeah. the leader of. And, like, yeah. now she's, like, a mentor figure. So she definitely does have, like, that kind of leadership, maternal-type instinct about her. Yeah, I really definitely nice think it's kind it. of, like... um it sort of shows that you can go from sort of being in a really bad situation where sort of like she had to kind of like have her kid taken away and she was mm. you know like um stealing and like she didn't feel like happy and now she's in a really good place where she's helping other people i mean the things that gina does when april is at sunnybank no. like they're not good definitely uses april for her own personal gain like april's actually yeah. the one that's doing all the breaking and entering it is kind of abusive, to be fair. Like, she shouldn't be having so much influence mm-hmm. on this, like, little child. But as an adult, she seems to have, like, rounded herself out and become a really caring, like, really important person in a lot yeah. of people's lives, which is brilliant. 
Um, yeah, I really like Gina, and I, I love. That. Yeah, I do too. Actually, that's well. same, something I got as well. Um, Things like the canary um, coloured kitchen being so bright, it almost blinded her. And was it? Oh, what colour was the living room? I don't know. I just remember there was lots of yeah. like block colours. <laughs> I think it, it was on. something like it was like a purple <laughs> living room. I think with black and white and red furniture, or something like that. And it just seemed very busy, wow. and I was here for it. <laughs> There was um, yeah, another like brilliant. quote in this chapter that I thought was really good as well. It's kind of talking about the feelings of um, feeling quite helpless when you're like a child in care. And it's, um, I didn't want to go, but no one listened to me. That's the scariest thing of all about being in care. You don't get to choose. You just get shoved here, sent away there. Because obviously I think the main yeah. thing that's kind of explored by April through all of these situations is that she like feels lonely. She feels isolated. She never feels like she's at, a ho- like, at home. So it's like you have that and then it's also this incorporation of the feelings of like complete helplessness where even in this isolation you do not get a choice at all and all the decisions are made for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got no agency. You go or even if you don't want to go there, even though like it'll be your home that you're moving into, mm-hmm. like people decide where you live. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. Uh, and you do really get the sense that she has been passed around and... She doesn't know when she's coming or going. She doesn't know mm-hmm. where the home really is, who she can trust. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think really the, nice. the emotions that April feels do feel really complex in this book. And it's definitely a massive yeah. pro. Did you yeah, get any more good for this chapter? <laughs> well, Hannah, <laughs> do you remember what you predicted at the end of the last episode about what's going to happen? What did I predict? I can't remember. You predicted. Oh my god, yes! And we saw skinheads. It felt so reminiscent of a, the girl, was it the girl series when they saw like cans of lager on the floor? I mean, I got it in good because I was howling because I was like, oh my god, literally, you said that as a joke. I know. <laughs> the return. So, um, April goes to the estate where Gina lives she lives in a tower block and she goes into the lift um, and she says <laughs> um, I pressed for the top floor but the lift stops halfway up and two guys with shaved heads and studs barging I swallow and take one step back thank goodness they act like I'm not even there I look slyly at all their piercings wondering what Marion would say if I came home looking like that one of them sees I'm staring and sticks his studded tongue out at me it feels very like um right what would this like what's scary like a bald teenager with piercings that sticks his tongue out at you (laughs) i also like i mean i was kind of like is this me nitpicking at this point um (laughs) to kind of going off on that because she's talking about walking around where gina lives and then she says, like, oh, it's really rough, kind yeah. of, like, insinuating that it's, like, um, like a council-owned area. Because then she says, some of it must have been private, because I saw potted plants in the windows. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? Potted plants could never be a council. I was like, what on earth, man? <laughs> oh, my God. Makes no sense at all. So if any of you are listening and you're living in a council house, you're going to have to bin all your potted plants because... <laughs> April thinks it's against the rules, privately owned. That's just not okay. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I do have a couple of other things that I do like. I thought it was quite sweet that um, 
when April realizes that it's Gina, yeah. she just like bursts into tears. Like how um, she sees a friendly face and she she like is very emotional about it. I, you know, April does cry. It's something that she does a lot. But these are happy tears. You know, she she loved Gina and it's been a while since she saw her, so it would make a lot of sense. And and Gina loved April as well, even if it wasn't yeah. not great. I don't know, I just thought that was nice. And then in this chapter, I think April yeah. starts to worry about Marion more. And she starts to worry that, that Marion's going to be sat by herself with with a cake all ready for April and April hasn't come home. Oh. Which, which is good because I, I said it last time, like the way that April speaks to Marion in the first chapter isn't really like indicative mm-hmm. of how April thinks about Marion. She was just lashing out because it, it's a hard day for her. Um, and yeah, you see this you see this guilt come through and it's it's good because we know April's a, a good person. She's just she's just got some issues yeah. that she's working out at the moment. Yeah, oh, I just I, like that. It was so sad when she was just like trying to imagine her on her own. Um, right, okay, so let's move on to bad. <laughs> I've had okay, go on. shitloads of bad. Right, okay, the main bit of bad, a lot of it's petty, so I'll just I'll just skip it, but the main bit of bad that I have for this chapter yeah. is Claire's character. Because for me, the character of mm-hmm. Claire comes out of nowhere, appears for this chapter, and then, I mean, I, I guess it would make sense to have her in any of the other chapters because, she, like, April's moved on by this point. But I just yeah, wish she was in the previous chapter. The plot? Yeah, like, and it makes the things that she does less impactful because I'm just yeah. like, right, okay, this random girl. Basically what Claire does is she wants April's um dolls that Gina stole for her. Um the dolls are named Anne <laughs> Beth, Chris <laughs> and Denise. <laughs> I thought were really, really weird names for a seven year old <laughs> to call her dolls, to be honest. Um right, so anyway, Claire is getting bullied by Gina and her friends for a do- for no reason, I think. And she steals April's dolls, hides them under a bed, and Gina um, yeah. beats her, beats the shit out of her. So for revenge purposes, Claire tells the people at the home that Gina and Co are sneaking out and they get caught and that's why April gets moved on. But this all happens in such a tiny space of time. Like, introduced to this character... And it's like, this happens, this happens, this happens, this yeah. happens, and then I got moved out. I was like, I feel what? like with the whole sort of, like, burgling situation, it could have been outed in, like, a way more dramatic way as well. Like, it's such a, like, a yeah, big I thing. Agree. And, like, quite a scary thing for, like, someone so young that it's, like, getting caught would be, like, terrifying. Especially, like, she's been moved away. And, like, that scene about her and Gina saying bye to each other was really sad. Yeah. And I feel like that sort of... I don't know because I feel like it was it was said pre- pretty much it was like oh one day we were found out um Billy and like Lulu like the ch- children home like owners were like waiting up for us because Claire told them and I was like well couldn't you have like I don't know even had like someone wake up and like keep you there until the police came like that could have been a dramatic scene or even if like there was another character that was like again like you were saying if Claire was introduced earlier or another character like I don't know it just felt very like yeah the heart wasn't fully in it <laughs> yeah exactly like i want to know why the girls don't like claire does it just seem like they hate they hate claire for no reason 
and then Claire does things for revenge and then that impacts on April but I was just like <laughs> right okay who is this <laughs> yeah that was that and then Jean has got a little boy and he's got long hair and April thinks he's a girl and then Gina says he's my baby Benjamin don't worry everyone thinks he's a girl because he's so gorgeous and I suppose it's the curls too everyone keeps on at me to take him to the barbers but would it be a crime to cut off all his curly locks yeah wouldn't it my little babe I like that she acknowledges that giving um like literal babies these ridiculous like yeah gender norms that they have to adhere to like ridiculous I like that she says like why should I cut his hair but we've seen this so many times with young boys in Jacqueline Wilson's books yeah being feminine like and where the kind it's of so repetitive almost like it's not even just like it's little boys being feminine to kind of show the little boys can be feminine it's also it kind of pokes fun at them in a lot of cases and not in this situation but in pretty much every other situation it is I was just like, right, okay, like... Time and time again. Yeah. Time and time again, I was just like, right, okay. Yeah, and then the last thing I thought was bad is Gina is like, April, oh my God, it's you. You must Mm -hmm. be like 11 or 12 now. To to hammer home the point that April is tiny, but Gina would know how old April was. Like, it just seems like... Like, like just another way of being like, you know, yeah, it's tiny, it's, it's she's just tiny. constantly run down your throat. It, Gina would know based on how old she was, yeah. how old April was, but obviously April looks <laughs> younger. I don't know why I'm getting so hit up about mm-hmm. this. It just again, we've seen it a lot. This yeah. again might be me nitpicking, but obviously we're we're watching kind of like um, a duality between you know, the conversations between Gina and April in the home when they were like, what? Like I'm assuming like how old will she have been like Gina at the time so like was she like 16 maybe 15 16 and then like yeah, April's like, obviously a lot younger and then all this time's passed and it's in the same chapter as well and we're watching the conversation now where Gina is a lot older I felt like she's pretty much talking the exact same way as she is in the flashbacks like there is okay yeah. she's got a what she got like a, a, a nose stood now but like <laughs> Like, I'd, uh, and there's a baby in her arms, but like, <laughs> the conversations were so like similar. Like, I was kind of like, I don't feel like there's any change. Like, even in the bit when she's like, oh yeah, like Amy got put in a can, she's like, stop looking at me like that, April. Like, this is what it's like. And it's like, they haven't seen each other for how many years? And this conversation feels very like, I don't know, like very informal, which I don't feel like it would be considering the age gap and how much say she's grown between 16 and what yeah. is she like 21 maybe and april's like 9 to 14 yeah no yeah i thought though like in general for a, for like a tough girl character she did not talk yeah. like a tough girl or like a tough girl like when she's like don't fret so yeah. april you'll get very like sensitive back. yeah and also like <laughs> Like the typical like outdated yeah. Jacqueline Wilson <laughs> language is there as yeah, well. Yeah, you mean like she doesn't really have um the I... sort of tough girl language. E or even just mm-hmm. like a sixteen year old girl. In I mean I suppose it's twenty. This book's twenty years old, so mm-hmm. obviously the way we speak's different now. 
But still, don't fret so. Uncle, no, I, I don't, don't know, know if that's realistic. I don't think I've ever met... The, oh, God, I've got a good line of kids says later as well, which kind of shows how some of the kids don't talk like kids. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh-huh. it, I think it, what he does, it kind of makes the characters not seem very authentic. I agree. Like, it does Cause you out I feel like, like when you read something like sometimes that. Sometimes when it's a more, like... Maybe it's like a eated blighted book about like just the whole book. I don't know. It's like about some kids and it's kind of like a bit mystical and they're going to picnic all that. Maybe and it's set like a long time ago. Maybe some of that language would like make sense yeah. and add to it. But I don't know. Like in this, <laughs> it just feels very because some of the language is like like when it tries to act like like you know when we talk about like secondary schools and that it's like walking sofa i think it definitely takes away from it modern children yeah do not i don't know i think speak like that because one of the biggest charms about Jacqueline wilson's books is that she tackles like real issues in the real world so i think anything that kind of takes away from the sort of uh, yeah reality of it is a bit like naff <laughs> yeah um so yikes I didn't notice any yikes. I think the only thing I can really say is yikes is the fact that April and Gina's relationship and the dynamics of it when they were at home is completely glossed over when it it was bad. Like, it was very bad. Um, (laughs) Gina beating up Claire, the line is, Claire ended up very, very sorry, though I begged Gina to stop. But, like, we're meant to like Gina, I think. And to be fair, I do like modern Gina. (laughs) She seems lovely. But, like, 16-year-old Gina is, like, beating people up for stealing when Gina herself steals, and not just steals, gets a small child to steal for her. And nothing's really said about it. When April's like, I respect you, Gina. This is, like, modern-day April. And modern-day Gina's like, I should hope so. I just thought it was massively like glossing over how hundred percent like they could have done it even had. as adult genes just saw transformation, maybe like an apology, like I'm sorry for making you do that when you were like nine. Yeah, like it it wasn't the right thing for me to do. I feel really bad about it. Like you were just a little kid and I was using you to get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that ended up getting you sent away. It was completely like inappropriate of me. Like she could even say something like I didn't even know at the time like how bad it was like I just wanted yeah. like a little child of my own basically but now as an adult yeah. I know that that was wrong I shouldn't have done it no she's but just kind really of laughing about it <laughs> sort of suggests that it's okay but she was so much older than her and uh-huh. she didn't do any like when it was um the burglar and it was literally like you were saying like it was like okay April goes in the house we'll wait outside <laughs> yeah forcing her into doing it all like she was the one that was in the house that she was one in the terrifying situation yeah no i know exactly what you mean like especially if we're meant to understand that gene's changed so much now she's she's laughing about the situation she's like oh you were you you would um go over drain pipe ha 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 and it's kind of like oh god like if you're like 21 years old you're looking back at 16 year old you and how you made like a nine-year-old crawling through a window would you really be laughing about it no like it was such a serious thing like that led April to being like permanently removed yeah. from the home. I mean, that wasn't Gina's yeah. fault. Well, I guess it. Well, yeah, I guess it was. Like mm-hmm. obviously, it was Claire that told the staff what was going on. Yeah, but it did obviously instigate it all. Yeah, so it's really yeah, bad. I just thought it was a bit weird well. that it was never really touched on. 
I might be completely wrong, but I feel like I've noticed it now and I can't leave it alone. <laughs> so it's in chapter eight and it's when um like uh-huh. the person who works there maybe it's a, it's the, when the person that owns the children home answers and it says she has a tea towel tied around her waist. And I don't know if I'm going mad, but wait, how would you do that? A tea towel? Is there like some sort of big tea towel I'm thinking about? Because surely a tea towel cannot fit around anyone's waist. <laughs> She's got a snatched tea She's towel. She's got the waist. tiniest waist. Because, like, eh? Like, what do you mean a tea? And also, even if she could, why? In my head, I thought it meant like it was like tucked into her trousers. A blonde woman in Dumbrey's answers. It does say tied around the waist. Like, she's like, trying to flex. Like, why else would she do it? Like, I don't understand. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. It's Maybe it's an oh, apron and that she's just called it a tea towel. <laughs> Maybe. Like, <laughs> calls university. It, it, I don't know, man. I just read it and I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> she's just got a snatched waist and she's just. Chapter 9, April leaves Gina's flat and continues to feel guilty about running away on her birthday and leaving Marion without saying where she was going. However, she still hasn't found her birth mother, and so she keeps going, making her way back to the restaurant where she was found. April can't get the thought of Marion out of her head. In the past, April is sent to a boarding school for girls with special needs. She struggles with school but is motivated by her history teacher, Miss Bean, who is strict but fond of April. The two grow closer and Miss Bean begins taking April for trips out. But when she retires at the end of the school year, April is devastated. Miss Bean promises she'll visit April, and she does, and later asks to foster April. She tells April that she doesn't have to call her Miss Bean anymore, she can call her by her first name, Marion. So cute. Yeah, let's start with the good. I mean, I like that she starts to miss Poppy and Hannah while she's on her journey. She's like, oh, I feel so, like, normal with Mm -hmm. them because, obviously, they don't know anything about a past. Like, we just talk about random stuff and, like, superficial things, basically. We talk about our our hair, spots, and figures. (laughs) You know, teenagers like, Oh, God. Right, but anyway. (laughs) But then she says, we might talk about what we want to happen in our lives, but we never talk about who we are or where we come from. Which, yeah, I mean, I like, because earlier on I was thinking, like, why is she friends with them? Because they're horrible to her. But it does make sense that, like, she doesn't want to yeah. constantly be reminded of what she's been through and needs to be about it. So it does make sense that she just kind of tag along with them, even if she doesn't yeah, just kind of really like them very really. much. Yeah, just so she can talk about yeah. mundane things without getting too deep, I guess. Re- the reason that Marion and April get close when April's at, I forget what the school's called, I don't know what it's called, but basically she's at this school and she's doing a family tree and obviously she can't do a family tree because she doesn't know who her family are and she feels really, really awkward about it. She says, I kept very still, I didn't join in the silly jokes about family trees and great Auntie Oak and Grandma Maple I didn't even pick up my pen. I sat with my hands clasped, clasped in my lap, my nails digging into my palms, which I really liked. It shows that she's awkward and uncomfortable without yeah. being like, I felt awkward and uncomfortable. Like she can't even, she can't even do anything. She just doesn't know what she should do. So she doesn't do it. And this, this starts an argument between her and Marion, who at the time is Miss Bean, obviously. And then Marion apologises. Mm-hmm. 
which is great. Like she, I mean, there's kind of some bad to it as well, but I'll get on to that. But <laughs> the good part is that she apologizes. She says, um, now it's my turn to apologize to you. I made a mistake asking you to compel your family tree. There may be all sorts of reasons why this is not a good idea. I should have thought first yeah. before I suggested it. I'm sorry, April. I hope you will accept my apology. That is good. I mean, it was inappropriate of her to ask these children to do a family tree when a lot of them come from like very difficult circumstances. But it's nice that she knows that she made a mistake and she said to April straight up, I made a mistake. Because, <laughs> I mean, the bar is pretty low based on like adults. Mm-hmm. It's really refreshing it's to see an adult apologise to a child, to be honest. Because yeah. I feel like even now there's yeah. this sort of idea Absolutely. that if you're an adult, you can kind of talk to kids that you want, you shouldn't have to apologise to them, but you definitely should. I think, especially after reading Lola Rose, where, like, the mum's whole character is yeah. that she talks to her kids however she wants, it's nice to have, like, a maternal figure yeah. being, like, healthy and reasonable. <laughs> and, and it goes on, and it's really good, because um, she says she says to April after they start like going out on day trips together and stuff like please tell me if you don't want to come please don't feel like you have to come if you don't want to come out with me anymore you don't have to just let me know like if you feel uncomfortable then yeah. we won't do it which like, again is boundaries. really nice like yeah completely respects the boundaries never yeah. um forces her to do anything yeah no the last bit I got was just about um Marion trying to ask April where she came from and yeah April just like brushing her off which is just no one else can understand but April April doesn't bother telling people a life story yeah. really because she just knows that no one's going to get it we've seen earlier like the way that she um mm-hmm. spoke to more when more was <laughs> you <laughs> tried to kill Pearl for no reason and she was like yeah I did because more just wouldn't get it it's the same with Marion like she could probably talk all day about what she's been through but she doesn't expect anyone to sit yeah. there and be like oh yeah i completely understand because no yeah I, I agree i think um, um yeah this is another thing i liked like it's definitely shown yeah. a lot of how she kind of feels isolated from people understanding the situation and it's kind of like when people do find out it's more just like pity and sort of like oh i'm really sorry that happened she's like yeah okay like pity's like fairly <laughs> but there's nothing in that that can actually help her yeah um no, I thought like a lot of like the stuff you were saying was like really yeah. good. Like, um, like you were saying, like the teacher apologising, love that. Also, I was shocked at when it was like, oh, she, I didn't have to call her Miss Bean now that she stopped being my teacher. I could call her by her first name, Marion. I was like, wow, it's Marion. <laughs> I, I genuinely did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, love that. Um, not wanted a twist. Eh? I also really liked how it, it's again just, I think it's showing at the complex like emotions around a situation like it's an, again it's not just sort of on the nose like she feels lonely and rejected it's like she's been in and out of so many schools she's missed out on learning all the really basic stuff it's like out of her own choice out of the care system she's been placed into her education's been compromised and i thought that was really good uh-huh. that mentioned that yeah she even says that like she isn't like in a school but she yeah she likes history because of marion basically and like, oh, I also love that like Marion Marion liked to show her yeah. things. Like Marion liked to take her to like libraries and museums, art galleries, mm-hmm. like that type of thing, to just kind of like enrich her a bit more. Yeah. And 
obviously something that Marion herself is passionate about. It was nice to see them both like bonding over that. No, what was that like when she was talking about like going to the, was was it the beginning? <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. I thought there was quite a lot of good in this chapter. Um, did you get anything else for good, did you say? No, yeah. that was about it for good. I feel like this is quite a little chapter. I got some bad though. Um, <laughs> I mean, my bad is my bad is like repetition, basically. Just that, like, she doesn't like math, science, mm-hmm. and technology, but she likes English and history. <laughs> um, like, where are the STEM girls? Like, <laughs> where are the STEM girls? Like, I'm trying to actually. No, they don't like uh, art and I don't think there are any. Like, <laughs> like obviously, mm-hmm. I know, I know that that's her thing. I know it is. But I would just like to read something. Oh, what's the ten-year-old ten engineers out there? Where are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was a bit repetitive. It's not not a major thing though. Um, Marion's oh uh, teacher nickname so is the Beanie Baby <laughs> because it can't be Jacqueline Wilson <laughs> book if the teacher doesn't have a nickname. The last thing I've got is right. So <laughs> explain this to me because I don't understand. <laughs> So yeah. on the last day of term, Marion retires, right? And there's an assembly dedicated to her. And it says, I cried on the last day of term when Miss Dean said goodbye to everyone in the assembly. And the head girl presented her with a clock and a suitcase and a set of history books. What's this? Like, what, are they really, like, I get the history books, but why a clock and a... Well, I was kind of like, like does that wait, represent something? something? A clock? A suitcase. Because I thought, like, the books. suitcase was going on holiday because she said she came history back history. with new baggy trousers and a tan or something. But the clock, oh, I maybe, have no maybe. idea. Do people, I'm Googling, do people get clocks when they retire? Or maybe, because it's like, maybe, <laughs> like, she's got her own free time now. At retirement? But what a weird present. I mean, you can get a personal personalised retirement clock, but... I mean, I don't think it's a big thing. Yeah, I did just think, like, what? Like, what? Yeah, or, like, <laughs> just anything. Like, I was some expecting flowers. to be, like, a bottle <laughs> of wine. Like... That might have been an us. Awesome <laughs> we'll take it. Like, if a retirement clock is the thing, then that's fine. But, like... So, in this chapter, I think this might be my favourite line, because I think she's meant to be, like, oh, yeah. nine or... Because t- she's in primary school, because this is the school Miss Bean teaches at, I think. Yeah, yeah, she's so actually the, school, like, so maybe she, she probably is about sort of going on like days out together, like Marion and um, April. And I think she's eating something or something. And then Marion says, yeah. good. And nine-year-old April replies, wondrous. Wondrous? She's nine. <laughs> what? <Wondrous. laughs> I just don't understand. I just don't. Yeah, yeah it's like, just... Whatever happened to I've you, never met a child who's done that. Like, she, she's like the have I you mean, seen Bly Manor <laughs> like the kid off that yeah yeah <laughs> perfectly splendid perfectly splendid god and I think I think we all learned how annoying that was watching <laughs> Bly Manor so <laughs> that was like, that's oh, that that's just, brilliant I was really annoyed by that for some reason did you uh, get anything for yikes mm-hmm. I got one what about you I got a few things just the whole like Marion provoking April yeah. and then April having to apologise, I thought it was pretty bad. Obviously, it's, it was inappropriate to get them all to do a family tree. Like, especially, like, I I don't know, like, I'm not a teacher, but like, yeah. 
I just thought that Marion would have known about April, but apparently not. Yeah, so she says, April, what's the matter with you this morning? Get started. April says, I don't want to. What did you say? She says, I don't want to. I repeated very loudly. And then later on, Marion says, this is before Marion apologises. She makes April apologise first. She says, I don't want you to speak to me in that tone of voice ever again. Please apologise for your rudeness. She does She does call her fat, I think. But, like, it, it's mm-hmm. clearly a very distressing thing for April. She shouldn't speak to people in that way. But yeah, she was just it was it's kind of like what she did in the first chapter, to be honest, out because yeah. she felt like anxious and under attack. I don't know. Um, or the bit about yeah. um, you might have got this for as well, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, so basically, they this girl was a boarding school, so like they they um, all like ate together. April says, you had to finish all your main course. It was one of the rules. Sometimes I got a big girl called Julie to eat mine for me. Directed to shoveling forkfuls from my plate as well as hers. But she then got friendly with an anorexic girl who paid her 20 pence a plate. So Julie concentrated on helping her out instead. That is not helping her out. Shouldn't be written like that. This is the only reference to this happening. So why did it have to be in there? It's just, it's just completely unnecessary. Like maybe it's like a shocking thing, like to show that there's like girls in there with eating disorders, but then it, it just like completely like weaponizes eating disorders in that way, like for the shock factor. Yeah, which is exactly what I was thinking. Um, I was kind of trying. Yeah, to sh- I was thinking like, is this sort of like showing a normalization of eating disorders, or maybe is it trying to say like how in this boarding school, like people had eating disorders and were sort of pushed under the rug, like they weren't offered that help. But I don't know, I felt like it was kind of used just to sort of create shock. Uh-huh. Like, the kind of a similar way is when she does it when she's talking about like how bad thing happen how bad things happen around council houses and it's kind of done to just create shock within the plot and it just feels very like icky. Yeah. It's like <laughs> there's just no need to like include it, I don't think. The stuff with Marion, like especially her saying like sorry like making um, April says sorry before she did. I was a bit like, okay, right, you apologise, but again, is the bar on the floor like you, ugh, she shouldn't really have to when it was it, it was Marion who was in the fault. Yeah. Along. Chapter ten. April is initially unsure about being fostered by Marion because she's so old-fashioned and plain, but she agrees to. So she leaves her boarding school to go and live with Marion. Although she likes Marion and enjoys spending time with her, she still can't help but feel empty because she misses her birth mother. April feels guilty about worrying Marion, but she's already reached the pizza shop where she was found. Even though she knows it's unrealistic, she's disappointed when she doesn't see her mother there. However, in the alley there is a painted message on the wall that reads, Call me baby, and a phone number. April rings Tanya, who convinces her to ring the number, and when she does, a man answers. It is not her birth mother, but Frankie, the waiter who found April in the bin. He is excited to hear from her and tells her that he thinks about her all the time. He asks April if they can meet straight away, and she agrees. (laughs) Um, we've both just said that we didn't get a yeah. lot for this chapter and it's basically all good. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a good, I just didn't know where else to put it. I was like, is the reference to the social worker being called Elena Tracy Beaker reference? It's she will But I, I, I do like the, the cameos. <laughs> like, Elena Payne is <laughs> a national treasure. <laughs> this book. It's always great to see her. I like the idea that all the characters live in the same place and, mm-hmm. um, all of these stories are, ha- are happening at the same time in different characters. And they like, for yeah. example, we know that April and Tracy share a social worker. Mm-hmm. 
but their stories complete are completely different. They don't interact in any way. Yeah. They've got their own lives, but they just have this one thing in common, which is a lot. No, I do. I think I it's just like really cool. I think it, like not to look like too deep into it, but it's also kind of saying like how in one town how many people going through these issues are like it's kind of like again showing that just because all these people are going through hard issues doesn't mean yeah. they're alone and like I guess if you were a young child relating to that it'd be nice to know that people around you are going through similar things which is quite cool yeah no I really like that I think it's a really cool idea and again it's much yeah. better than just saying like mm-hmm. this reminds me of this part of this book like to have a lady I agree short, so much better than say, like, was it clean break probably, I loved like, it I thought it was great this is like this book wow this is so relatable to me it's uh, it feels a lot less like Prince and Jacqueline Wilson more like for the reader so I thought that was good um I guess the other good I've got was um, yeah. when April is talking to the social worker about um, how Marion's going to adopt her, she's like, well, is Marion going to find out everything I've done? And she's like, oh, I think she already knows. And she says, I thought that was private. You mean she knows about all the times I went out even with Gina? And it's like, she doesn't have anything in her life. Everything's being really by her own fault because she's been a child. And it's like, she has literally yeah. been put in yeah. the worst situation yeah. even the people that are meant to be helping her have to kind of expose everything that she's been through when she doesn't want that i love the idea that like yeah, yeah. Mary knows everything like the fact that she tried to kill pearl <laughs> the thieving like um a man's suicide but she's like oh she still wants to foster me even after all that and then yeah elaine's like yeah and then april's like that silenced me Oh, like, like Marion just loves her. Like, she yeah, she doesn't she's care. Like, she she just likes her as she is. No, I agree. I think that was really good. No, um, lovely. It was quite interesting as well how she was talking about how she didn't like. She was talking about when Marion tucks her in for bed, and she said, "I hate anything around my head. If I burrow under the covers by accident in my sleep, I always yeah. wake up in a panic. Maybe I was stuck in that dustbin for hours and hours." And it's kind of her relating. Like she's relating her fears to maybe being like, oh, maybe I'm scared because when I was born, I was so scared. I mean, I think it's much more likely that she's been thinking about this moment so many, so like so yeah. many times that she's scared of the memory that she keeps sort of like creating yeah. for herself. Yeah, that's like traumatized. Yeah, her. it's like she's invented um, the memory of it. Yeah, I I got that for good. I thought that was good, but yeah, I do kind of wish that it was explored like like a little earlier, like maybe if. I don't know, like, if she got into a situation where she had to, like, hide or be somewhere and she felt, like, uncomfortable or claustrophobic. I thought it would be really interesting, like, the way that she reacts to being in a dustbin-like place as an older child because of the memory that Mm -hmm. she thinks... Because she she does think she has, like, the memory of it. But obviously she doesn't because she can't remember that far, like... I definitely felt like we could have, like, advanced on that more, Yeah, I I think it was a really cool idea. Because it was... I think it is a really interesting, like, aspect of her sort of fears. Oh, I also really Um, like this bit. Um, I thought it was was just really sweet and you, like, do, like, Marion for it. She's describing Marion and she's saying, she's so sound, you know, there's no nasty rotten bit of her ready to sour on you. She's there safe and sound if you want her. I do want her. And it's like she's got that reliability and security in Marion which is so nice to see because that security is something she's lacked her entire life isn't it literally like one of the most beautiful things ever 
like but the full the full bit is like safe and sound these are the words that sum her up though she'd circle them in an essay and say i was using tired language she's so safe you can believe mm-hmm. everything she says and never feel like she's going behind your back to get rid of you and then like what you just said <laughs> like if someone ever described me as that i would literally cry forever like how amazing like like she's comfortable yeah. to be around she makes you feel safe she she's like homely oh god i think well, I, I think it's a lovely what, way oh, just, like, to show how she feels about marion and being really on the nose about her because i feel like in a lot of books it yeah. shows the love like in a lot of books we've looked at it shows the love between two characters as being like like say like in clean break not to like absolutely like wreck it but like no like in clean break <laughs> The way she sort of talks about her dad, like, yeah, okay, it goes into it quite a lot, but never in this sort of, like, this sort of depth of not being like, I love my dad, like, she kind of does in Clean Break. It's very, like, she would never admit it, but it's done in a very sort of subtle way, which is lovely. And did you like, get anything else? And it's basically when she goes to the bins. <laughs> and, um, I mean, to be honest, I do have a bit of bad to I'll go on to that. It's more just me be. It's more just me thinking like they could have gone in a more depth with it. I think right, okay. the way she feels being where she was put as a baby, but um, she's saying like instead of like it being like Dustin's like she imagined it was Wheelie Bins, uh-huh. and she said whether the journalists fudge things up because Wheelie Bin would have had less impact because obviously when they're making a story in the newspaper, they want it to be <laughs> impactful and they want it to like sort of pull the reader's like attention so they could have changed the title to be like that but april's literally molded her yeah. whole life on this article because she's got nothing else to go off i don't know i just thought it was really like impactful like it's kind of like yeah. because they wanted it to sound good and she's like oh wait so that wasn't the way i was born left completely in the dark she's going off a newspaper that could have been kind of fabricated a little bit to sound a bit better um yeah i mean they do do that so yeah. Did, did you get so, any uh, other good? Yeah, I didn't actually get that, but that is a really, really good point. Um, yeah, I got a few bits of good. Um, I really yeah. like how Marion has to spell it out that she wants to foster April. Yeah. She's never felt, like, wanted by anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she did get adopted, to be fair, but she got yeah. adopted for the wrong reasons. Like, she got adopted to fix her adopted parents' marriage, which it wasn't really about her, it was about them. But, like, in this yeah. case... Marion like has to straight up be like, I want to be your foster mother. <laughs> and yeah, and she's really nervous about asking her. I just thought that whole scene was really sweet because it's a big thing for Marion as well to like take on a, like a young person. And for April, it's a huge thing because she now has to like put this trust yeah. into Marion when she's had, when she's been like let down so many times by people. But saying that, I also thought it yeah. was really good that April isn't jumping for joy about it she feels really awkward she says she was not sure if she wants marion like she's a good teacher a good friend but she wasn't a bit like a mother she says i couldn't imagine living with her all the time um and then she like quite stiffly says like thank you very much it's very kind of you it'll be wonderful because april's always had this idea of finding her mother yeah and she just doesn't see marion like that but then i feel like in this chapter it's Mm -hmm. kind of developed like that's not necessarily a bad thing even if she doesn't see marion as a mother figure yeah. she sees her more like, like i guess like a mentor figure that's good as well and she obviously cares about marion mm-hmm. but it would make sense that april wouldn't be like yeah she's just not willing to like put a trust in people the next thing i got for good was april going to the restaurant 
and saying to herself like I'm not going to see my birth mother here like I'm not going to see her yeah. why would she be here and then she doesn't see her but then she cries anywhere like even though she it wasn't going to happen she cries because like mm-hmm. she has to force herself to tell herself it won't happen but I, like, there was still that part of her that was like maybe she'll be here like it's yeah. my birthday it's my 14th birthday she'll come even though she was expecting it, she still gets emotional which yeah I get it I understand so right yeah so okay so the end of this chapter is where she rings the number because of the whole call me baby thing she says something really funny actually about uh baby she says baby is a common enough nickname grant called hannah baby she thought it's wonderful <laughs> though kathy and i privately agreed it's a bit demeaning like i couldn't be bothered to remember her name like yes so smash the baby game. I also like the idea that while she's Wait, reading on the board, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. baby, and there's like a little bit of a heart, like, oh, is that for me? And then she's like, lol, drawing grand colour. <laughs> bit demeaning. <laughs> yeah, like, really, at that point, there was more important things to be thinking about, but that's what I remind you of, too. So, yeah, so she rings the number. She rings Tanya mm-hmm. first, and she's like, Tanya, is this a good idea? And Tanya's like, yeah, go for it. Um, she rings the number. And it's Frankie, who is the guy who is um, working at the restaurant yeah. on the night that April was found. And he's really nice. He's really lovely. And he says to her, like, you need to ring Marion because she's, like, crying. And she's like, my mother's really worried about me. He says, here's what we'll do. You phone her now. Tell her where you are. Tell her I'm going to be with you very shortly. Then either I'll drive you home or if she's uncomfortable about that, I'll stay with you at the pizza place until she can come for you herself. April, have you got that? And then um, <laughs> she's like, yeah. And then he says, you'll phone her right away and reverse the charges 100%. again on her. Like, oh. Like, he's, he seems very nice, very responsible. Like, mm-hmm. immediately, like... Yeah. Like, I feel like he's been waiting for this moment for so long. He's always been, like, thinking about her. He's got kids at this point, but he said, like, even when my kids were born, I, I like, I saw you in them when they were babies. Yes. Because you were the first baby that, like, he really like had contact with it's really sweet um and then and then she he says like oh if mm-hmm. like tell her that i'm with you because she might be a bit weird about it yeah he's just a random blog really <laughs> yeah it's just pretty much kind of what i've already said i, I just so, think did you maybe say you only got one into a bit more detail about the emotions she feels at the bins because i feel like the maybe the same if not less emotions expressed uh-huh. when she's talking about um like where she grew up like the children's homes which maybe there would be more emotions there because this is where everything happened and it's things she can remember but i feel like there will be a lot more ambiguous and maybe complex feelings around the bins because it's yeah. like the layer of like mysteries there as well and the unknown and like i think because the biggest thing she hints at this whole thing is like that she wants to meet yeah. a man that did it to her kind of i think she is very like you know, like through like the way she talks about mm-hmm. um, Gina and like how she's like, I wonder if my mum like had a second chance, blah blah blah. I felt like there would have, there could have been more of a, I don't know, just something a bit more to talk about her emotions there, maybe especially because it is, she is like Jacqueline Wilson is so careful about her portrayals of emotion. I feel like there could have been a little bit more detail there, maybe. Yeah, like she's going back to the place that she's been thinking about for her entire life. It's like a really important place to her. Yeah. And she's just like, huh, 
the bins are different. I suppose that's pretty effective. Like, rather than have, like, the whole mystery and then she finds the number, it was like, oh, wow, this is weird. The bins have changed. Oh, look, there's a number for me. Like, I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I only got one bad... (laughs) Right. The word with... (laughs) It's used twice in this book. Mm -hmm. Um which I find strange and both times it's used to mean baby I didn't think it meant baby <laughs> literally so that was exactly what I mean the only time I've heard the word waif is the waif from Game of Thrones by the way listeners <laughs> yeah she did she went to our college did you not know that there was literally a photo of her yeah. like you know the <laughs> you know where the library was how did I not know the, that the stairs next to the library there was a photo of her in, that is on the mad. staircase I know, but anyway, the way from Game of Thrones is the only other time I've heard that word. A hundred percent sure it doesn't Does it mean, mean baby, child? Because why would she be called the way if she was like... Oh, it's a homeless, neglected a or abandoned person, woman. especially a child. Oh, I suppose it does make sense in, in that context then. Yeah, but if we're looking at the very simple it's language that's mostly though, used like in this book, it's a bit way. weird. Yeah, that was all I got though, it was super small. Yeah, I'm good for it. Chapter 11. April phones Marion, who's been worried about her, and has contacted everyone she knows to try and find her. April apologises and tells Marion that she loves the earrings that she got and didn't mean to snap. Marion, in turn, tells April that she's bought her a phone anyway. Then, April tells Marion about finding Frankie and goes to meet him after Marion says that she can. Frankie tells April about her first moments, and April realises that she shouldn't have spent so much time thinking about her mother when she never wanted to be found in the first place. Finally, April begins to get a sense of who she really is. I have something to discuss about the ending. Right, I don't know if you got the same <laughs> thing for this, but if you cast your mind back to the beginning of the book, Jacqueline Wil- I mean, obviously we read this online, on an online version. Jacqueline Wilson writes um, why she wrote the book to start off with. And then I think I completely like either glossed over this or read it wrong. I thought she'd put in, like, here's a sneak preview of what's going to happen. And it was a scene of April meeting somebody, hugging yeah, this like person, and saying this was going to be the best birthday ever. Do you remember that? Where it's, like, the mum as well. <laughs> so I was waiting for this bit to happen. <laughs> yeah, and it never happened. So after reading chapter 10, I was like, oh, so the person that she's going to be meeting is Frankie. And she's going to hug him and she's going to cry and she's going to say it was the best birthday ever. But this doesn't happen because... Wait, is it? That first little bit is actually the beginning of the book. It starts on this cliffhanger. Oh, right. And then goes back to the beginning of the day. I completely like misinterpreted it as like Jackie yeah, Wilson. Like, he's like, let's start oh, this the happy ending. Like, I wonder who it's going to be. <laughs> Oh, because we don't actually see them. Yeah, meeting, exactly. Right? Or like, we don't see this. No, so that bit is because I yeah. assumed that that bit was going to be like repeated in the last chapter, but it isn't because it's already happened. I, I, I'm baffled. Yeah, like I. So I, I, I yeah, I mean, I got okay, my so that's the, I mean, interesting there. way to look at it, but I feel like that presents it as a lot more climactic than it actually is. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, yeah. why isn't she, like, so... Because she seemed really not asked about meeting Frankie, I thought. I was like, why isn't she, like, why doesn't she, like, rush to him? And, like, he isn't even introduced. It's literally, like, she's, like, sat in the restaurant by herself. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's, like, Frankie said this. We see and then we just have to assume that he's 
comment in a letter to I'll, I'll actually see her. the reason. I mean, it's an interesting it's way to in do the it. First page. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm I am conflicted about the ending. I did read it and I was like, oh wait, okay, it's over. Oh okay, so that was the the ending. Like he's the last because per- like obviously this. This sort of pa- like the the narrative is like uh-huh. he's going through everything that's happened in her life, and it's I feel like especially like looking at the beginning where it's like this dramatic scene if you don't know who she's meeting, you'd have thought it had been like a mom or at least maybe even someone, yeah, who knows the actual story. But Frankie doesn't know anything that she doesn't know. Fair enough, she doesn't remember him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like he knows. I mean, I, I guess maybe he does. Like, he actually knows the details. But I don't know. I think I just felt like it was a little bit anticlimactic, maybe. But at the same time, maybe it's better because it's more realistic because how was she going to find her mum, to be honest? Yeah, that is a good point. Like, I think the conclusion yeah. that she kind of comes to at the end of the book is, like, clearly she doesn't want to be found. It's kind of a bit brutal because she's like, why should I waste my time? <laughs> when she didn't want me which i suppose is a a fair point and i guess like frankie went to the effort of writing his number on the wall but i do kind of see what you mean because it's not like because it it ends like frankie's filling her in on what's what happened with but Mm -hmm. yeah i suppose all frankie could do was like recount his own version of events i don't know there was some stuff i liked i mean i like when Marie's no, like, you're mine, okay. April, and April's like, you're mine too. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, <laughs> who's cutting onions? <laughs> and I also like this bit where April says about a birth mom, I don't know if she really is the way I imagine. She could be any woman anywhere. I could sit next to her on a bus or brush past her in a shop, and neither of us would know. Yeah. Maybe it's silly to think that a birth mother is so important when the birth is the only thing that connects you, uh, which I thought is good because giving birth to a baby doesn't necessarily yeah. make you like society's fit of a mother and I guess now she has Marion in her life who is responsible kind and caring yeah. which is what a mother should be by society's standards I guess mm-hmm. so she does have someone to fit that role even if they're kind of still working through it I thought that was nice yeah, and I, I also that like well. that Frankie says to April that her crying saved her. I thought that was great. Like she, she's obviously crying because she's emotional, and she says, "I'm sorry, I'm hopeless. I always cry." Yeah. And Frankie says, "If you hadn't cried when you were stuck in that dustbin, I'd never found you. You saved your own life, April." Yeah, she's always been shared. I feel like that cry kind baby. of but like look where feels that a little bit like she a resolution like because otherwise I feel that. like it'd feel a bit like well, she feels exactly how she felt a page ago but it's kind of sort of giving her at least something to kind of feel better about maybe yeah yeah i agree i think i thought that line was really good i don't know i think it could have been good with frankie if the elongated uh-huh. a little bit i mean this is the thing we're seeing with a lot of the books to be honest that the endings feel so rushed yeah i do feel like it is a little bit rushed like yeah maybe like dedicating another chapter to him or something would have been a bit better or like i would have liked to have yeah, seen I would have actually as well. I think that would have been a nice. scene with him and marion and april because we don't see the three of them together because she's speaking to marion on the phone and uh 
Frankie's there in person. So it would have been good to like have all three of them be in the restaurant and they're all like having a conversation together. I thought that would have been good, yeah. like more fleshed out. Maybe. No, I, I don't think know what they would have spoken about. But... Yeah, it could have. I feel like a lot of because obviously it's quite and is ended quite um, openly. And I feel like it, that again could have been done for sort of dramatic effects of like you're left to interpret how it ends or it's kind of like there's no real resolution for what's happened but at least she's kind of working through it and she's got some people to help her work through it with but like you were saying I feel like it could have been improved by just a little bit more because it did feel like one page she's like oh these are the bins now I have Frankie and everything is good again the best birthday ever and like I feel like I've read that line so many times like this is the best insert name of holiday slash birthday here God, like, let, let us never forget. This is the best Christmas ever <laughs> on, like, spring break. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, like, compared yeah, that, that's, to that's, some that's, of the other endings we've read, it's not the worst. It's, like, sort of it's not offensive. I still wouldn't say it was strong, really. But maybe, yeah, maybe. that is because we both misread the intention of the first page of the book. But I mean, yeah, like, I've got for bad, because this is before I realised, that Frankie pops up out of nowhere and she spent a life thinking about him and yes. you'd at least think that he'd be described in some way mm-hmm. or there'd be some tension about meeting him, but he's literally there. Um, but obviously, I didn't know at the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, oh, it I didn't get okay. any yikes. Did you, did you get any yikes? I might, I I did might get just a bit of yikes don't really see the ending, to be honest. So, I don't know... Because obviously, April's situation is so unique that it's very hard yeah. to put yourself into her shoes. Like, her saying, like, her birth mum hasn't been a real mum to her. Which, yeah, like, uh, yeah she she totally hasn't. <laughs> like, like, at all. She's All she did was give birth to her. April says that, like, she ever had an intention to. Yeah. And by the sounds of things, April's birth mum never wanted to be April's mum. Like... Like the first thing she did when April was born was throwing a bin. But like I don't know how I feel about April like blaming her mum for not being there, but then at the same time I totally understand Yeah, I mean why she I guess, would like, it's, because I like what sort of person would like it very do that. open. Like there is no sort of resolution as to knowing what happened because it might not as be I mean, obviously it's definitely like the assumed thing that like she was the one that threw it in the bin but you know like it that doesn't mean that it is 100% the way it was and like you know what I mean like I don't know I think it's really complex yeah 100% like uh going from that as well April's like well if I had a baby I'll keep her and love her and hold her tight I'll be a proper mom like she doesn't know like she doesn't yeah. know what happened, like, and she doesn't know what she would do in that situation. Like, it is so difficult. Yeah. Like, we are, like, for a kid's book, like, I feel like this is some really complicated stuff. Yeah, maybe that isn't, yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only other thing I got that was kind Rebirth, of bad was Marion being like, I'm going to punish you when we get home for running off. Like, like <laughs> honestly, just, like, let her have a day off, man. Like, this is clearly... It's something that is very like deep rooted. Something like yeah, April had like, to do it. She, she felt as though she had to. It's not like really how not much she's been through. She's not going like, to do it again. Things she's done, and it's like she's had one day off school on a fourteenth birthday, yeah. where she's literally told you she's been looking for a birth mom. Like Jesus Christ. That does kind of bring us <laughs> to the end. Unless there's <laughs> anything else you want to add. 
So on our online copy of um, The Justin Baby, at the ending, there was some questions, quiz questions. Yeah. Um, and because this is going to be a short uh, yeah, episode, well. we thought we might go through some of them. We could like go um, through them again and see if we, were, <laughs> we know. I mean, I briefly read through them. Yeah, some of them okay. I was like, okay, that's a bit of a weird question to ask your child audience that I can't actually remember. So, Hannah, <laughs> talk about this, shall we? Number one, Justin Baby begins yeah. and ends in the same way with April in the restaurant waiting for Frankie to arrive, literally. <laughs> to start with, of course, we don't know who she's waiting for. Who did you imagine this might be? Do you think this might have been um, April's real mother? Were you surprised, I please, or even disappointed? I did think it would probably April be wasn't. April's real mother. But, I mean. <laughs> I think I wouldn't have been this disappointed if they went into Frankie a bit more or like went into it a bit more. But I did think it was a little bit, especially if I read that beginning and knew that that was the end. Yeah. I think I would be a bit more disappointed. I mean, I definitely did not pick up on it. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been a bit more impactful if like Frankie had got more than one mention. I do know what you mean. Like, she hasn't spent a whole life like longing for frankie like she does think about him she says she does think yeah. about him but not to the same extent as a man but i mean um, like you said so how was she ever what, gonna should i ask the second man? one or um so april often has very mixed feelings towards marion the teacher who became her foster mother <laughs> what do you think of marion as a character and as a parent is april lucky to have found marion or do you think she's too old-fashioned and out of touch to bring up a 14 year old girl really look no look i love marion i think marion's awesome yeah, I, I guess she is old fashioned. I like. I don't really like the amount that she wants to punish April. Like, <laughs> she seems like hell bent on punishing April. Like when she really shouldn't. But all in all, I do think she genuinely cares about April. I think she's a a really nice person. Yeah. She's very interesting, and she she bought her a phone at the end. Bless her. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I know. I I like I like Marion, Hannah. April's life began with a very unusual and extreme decision by her birth mother, the decision to abandon her baby. Jeez, this is this weird to ask your Any circumstances under which you think this could have been the right thing to do? I mean, and I guess it's meant to I know, when I was reading that, I was like, okay, this is odd, but... Because I mean, I, to I be know, honest, I guess maybe this could be... Uh, I mean, especially definitely more yeah, relevant in the exactly. kids' books, because obviously Jacqueline Wilson talks about how hitting topics... And obviously, it could be a way to introduce conversations between, like, I don't know, like, parent and child, or, like, a guardian and a child, Uh or a teacher and a child. This could be the way to provoke conversation to talk about these sort of topics. And these questions could help with that, maybe. Rather than just talking about the issue very, um, like, on the surface level, this could open the conversation up more. Especially when you're talking about really, like, hard-hitting things to a younger audience. I think this could help. Obviously, the action is really sad, mm-hmm. and it's like obviously traumatizing for April. Obviously, I think the be quite—it's such a complex sort of thing because it's kind of like to put your baby in a bin. You know, if uh-huh. she felt like the baby was going to die if it wasn't, like if it, the mother was in extreme danger, like that obviously it could be a possibility if she, she it was like a situation if she brings her baby home it's going to get killed by someone or something that might be really dark i'm just literally thinking in what sort of circumstances this would be 
I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's a really complex thing to sort of think about. We're adults and we're like trying to like struggling to find sentences. Um, for a I kid. don't know. What do you it think? Really, it really is challenging. But yeah, what you said makes sense. What do I think of this action? Like, <laughs> like obviously it was necessary for her to do. I guess like it's a very extreme thing to want to yeah. give up your baby anyway and especially like in that way like she was risking april dying yeah because yeah, it's kind I of mean, like yeah, usually in these sort of situations it is a case of like if you didn't i don't know baby. i don't know if this is true for the uk but i'm pretty sure in the usa you can't you go to like a hospital or a fire station to give up your baby and you don't have to give up any information about yourself I know that's in the USA, you can go to say like a fire brigade and you can give them your, your baby and sort of say like, I need you to look after oh, her, maybe. I can't keep my name. We don't, I think without knowing the, the circumstances, it's yeah too difficult to kind of sort of give an explanation for or say it's like she's done it in a really murderous, malicious way. Yeah, April has imagined a detailed scenario that might have happened when her mother gave birth to her. Discuss the other options and create your own version of what might have happened. Was April's mother very young? Did she have a boyfriend or husband? Or was she alone? Do you think the parents knew what was she was about to be a mother? Or perhaps she had no parents? Again, this is <laughs> mm-hmm. heavy. Um, I think that April probably was right, if I had to guess. I would imagine that she was pretty yeah. young. Or maybe she couldn't afford to have a baby. Like, say she, like... I don't know yeah. if she had to work to pay rent and support herself. She couldn't have had time off work to look after mm-hmm. her child. Um, or, yeah, maybe she was just in school. Her parents didn't know. Yeah. Nobody knew. Um, I don't know. I think it's really yeah, dire circumstances, hard to kind basically. Of uh, I don't know what put a finger yeah. on it exactly. Like you said, I think April April could have been right now. She, she imagined it. But again, it could literally be anything. It might yeah. not have just been her alone when it happened. It might not have even put, been April's mother that actually put her in the bin. Like, she might have been there, but she might not have been the person that did it. I don't know. I think it's, like, a really complex situation because we literally have no clue yeah. about it at all. Yeah, no, I agree. So I do think it was, like, an interesting story to read. Uh-huh. Um, what about you? I, I really like the way it was set up. I, I thought... Or, like thing taking place yeah. over the course of a day with loads of flashbacks was a, a really cool like structure um yeah i really liked yeah. character. there was lots of emotional bits i thought marion was a good adult no i don't think i, I do don't i think the emotions really were explored really a lot of bad stuff about it and I, particularly. I think by the end like i was pretty pleased with it yeah I think I yeah. probably did like it slightly better than I like Lola Rose just because of the man character in Lola Rose being unforgivable. Whereas in this book, I think it leaves things very open and it, you know, it focuses so, on April and I like that. <laughs> A positive review. So overall, good going, Jacqueline Wilson. We like this one. <laughs> So um, next time we are going to be moving on to Midnight. <laughs> um, I'm all the halfway through reading it and I'm enjoying it. I, I think to read it. it's a bit strange. <laughs> um, I kind of am enjoying it so far. So okay, we'll see so you then. We'll see you in two Bye. weeks' time. Thanks for watching our episode on Dustbin Baby. Tune in next time to hear our episode on Midnight.
If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter and Instagram at DonHanReviews, or alternatively, you can email us at donhan273 at gmail.com. Thanks, bye! Thank <laughs> you.